Alex. And I'm Shannon. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Alex, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? I'm here today to tell you about dogs. They're pretty good. I've got one. I recommend it. What's your What's your top 10 dog features? Oh, man. That's a lot of features, but they are very soft. Okay. The one, top one is fine. Top right. one dog feature. It's soft. All right, good. And Shannon, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Yeah, uh, I'm apparently the resident holiday specials expert, as I believe we were here for the last holiday special as well. For this spooky Halloween special, I wanted to plug the movie One Cut of the Dead, which is one of those movies that uh, you kind of have to just watch it without knowing anything about it going into it and stick it out. Uh, Mm. And it's super worth it if you do. Don't ask her if it's spoilers, but is cut uh used in a filmed context yes okay but that's not spoilers what is enjoyable about the movie is the technical aspects of its filming and also that you need to stay and watch the whole thing even when you think it's ended okay we're making it sound very long it's actually not that long either yeah, it's not that long. It's just there is a part part where you're pretty sure it's over, and it is not over, and you need to keep watching. All right. But it is it is a very good film. Can you two hear my son shouting? No. No. Okay, good. So, yeah, he, <laughs> um, a couple of days ago, learned how to climb out of his crib. Uh-oh. Oh. Fortunately, uh, hasn't been that much of a problem, but that first evening was a surprise when he just opened the door and said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty awful, actually. <laughs> right, right. Because, like, we don't... Like, he knows how to op- open the front door. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm assuming he's going to come to us and try to snuggle in the middle of the night. Oh, that could be. But if he decides to, instead to go downstairs and open the front door and check out the neighborhood... Oh, man. That's real bad. On a scale of 1 to 10, how absolutely pleased with himself was the hello oh he seemed very pl- well he seemed pleased with something hmm. i think I'm, he's very proud yeah. of himself yeah i think so too that like later that same day we heard the we thought we were we heard him getting out of bed and so we went up there to like you know say hi and also to put him back in bed and it turned out what we heard was him getting back into bed <laughs> because he had just like whatever he had gotten out to do he was done put himself back to bed ominous which is actually great like the fact that he's getting back into bed like that's i think that's a really good sign that's cool self-sufficient yeah yeah that's that's what i'm shooting for another couple of years i won't even have to be involved nice just hang some bells on his bedroom door that's honestly a pretty smart idea wake us up at the very least are we ready to start some topics yeah let's dive in Alex, your topic is corn maze versus hedge maze. Which one is better? What's the best maze material? Yeah, I was just thinking about mazes, right? It's a festive season is upon us. And I was thinking about like mazes that I've been to. And, you know, corn mazes are pretty cool. They have pros and cons. Like you can kind of squeeze between the stalks, which is a little weird, but they are very fun. Hedge mazes are, are very fancy and you can get a really nice, like dense wall of hedge if you've got you know, professional manicuring it pretty reg. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What is, if you could make a maze, what would you make it out of though? I mean, are we restricted to horticultural elements? Does, I mean, it, does it have to be a living thing? Let, let's start there and move outwards. I think. Yeah. My uh, take on corn versus hedge maze is that a corn maze you harvest at the end of the season and then have a new one in the next year. Whereas the hedge maze you need to dedicate like this is going to be my project for the next 10 years and only then can someone navigate the maze i would get bored of that maze real quick whereas the corn maze is renewable like you can you can design a new maze every year yeah i do like that let's talk pros and cons then corn maze right you can eat it we've discussed this you can change it each year yeah you can't starve to death in a corn maze (laughs) less permanent though now if we're talking about structural integrity i think i gotta go with hedge i've been in some corn mazes especially after a storm or some rain where the path becomes extremely unclear Hmm. Uh, there's one in uh dixon california over by sacramento that 
I think claims to be the largest one in the United States. Hmm. I don't know if it is. But it takes you a few hours. They give you a map, and it takes you quite a while to get through this maze, even if you are following the map. But after a storm, that map becomes absolutely useless, and then you are just in a cornfield wandering (laughs) around for four-plus hours until you eventually decide to pick a direction that is the setting sun and just walk through the corn until you pop out of the field and you look left and right and see that the parking lot is off in the distance and you are not in the right place at all. So is the problem that like the after it rains the the corn is it fell down or something or there's yeah a-, a bunch of it got blown over and so then that looked like paths and it just became impossible to actually tell where the real path was. That's a bummer. That's they should laminate them. Well, that's what I'm saying. A hedge is more sturdy. You're not going to run into that problem as much. But here's something about that. If you're thinking about this in a spookiness factor, which I am because tis the season, season, I do think that some of the appeal of corn is something could be in that corn. Hmm. In a hedge, I mean, yeah, but they're going to have a much harder time being in there and it's going to be prickly and they can't just come running out at you, you know? I don't look around me at the hedges and think something is lurking within. I do with corn, though. The advantage of, of hedge in terms of the spookiness factor is that in a hedge maze, Jack Nicholson might be coming after you with an axe. Yes, but Jack Nicholson is limited in his paths, <laughs> whereas the children of the corn are not. Mm. I just want to be on the same playing field, you know? If I also have an axe then I'm basically on the same playing field as Jack Nicholson. But if I'm in a corn maze, I can't go through the corn. But yeah. these kids can. That's what that movie's about, right? Corn maze? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> One benefit, though, I think of Hedge is, and, you know, thinking back to Jack Nicholson here, topiaries. Hedges can have topiaries. Ooh, and yeah. topiaries are pretty creepy if done well. Is it like a hedge sculpture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. You can't really have a corn topiary. Not really, but you... Oh, but corn has scarecrows, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, hedge mazes can have, like, old creepy statues or topiaries, but corn mazes got them scarecrows, and there's not much not much scarier than that. If you're a crow. <laughs> <laughs> I always empathize with the crows. That's fair. You still can't hear my son. I cannot hear your son. That's correct. I cannot hear... He's really shouting right now. He's really like putting his lungs into it. Why don't you just let him out of the maze? <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a cry. He's more like a. He's more like gnashing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Learning how to use them gnashers. That's the material to make the maze out of. Then is your son's crib. Apparently <laughs> inescapable as long as you're under, you know, whatever two and a half, three, something like that. Yeah. He's been capable of getting out of this crib for a long time. We've just been have been like hoping he doesn't realize it. Yeah. Okay, so what's the material that humans don't realize they can get out of? Yeah, I don't have an answer for you. Like and hmm. I can't. Like we it is unknowable to us. Oh man, you're right. Well, hmm. Until we're on the other side of the threshold. Yeah. The speed of sound, we couldn't cross that for a while. We couldn't reach the moon. Contextually, right? So I was at the airport the other day, and I was getting in line for security, and it still being pandemic times, there's, like, nobody there. Um, So there was zero line, but the line had still been set up to be a very, very long winding queue with no straightaways. And I did notice that every adult, myself included, went down the entire winding long back and forth back and forth back and forth even though we could have just kind of skirted around to the side and not gone through the long little tape setup so in a way that's that's a maze that we the humans didn't know we could escape you voluntarily restricted yourself to those yeah and i feel like like a rope barrier that's the that's a psychological barrier more than it yeah. is a physical physical barrier. Like you put like a rope in front of a door and a sign on the rope saying employees only. Mm. That's not like actually keeping people out, except it's just letting people know that they're not welcome. 
But if you did that, what if you just made a maze of that? Like, okay, I feel like for this to work, <laughs> for this to work, the person has to not know they are in a maze, right? Uh-huh. Let someone into, say, a grocery store, right? But the grocery store was just a ruse. As soon as they walked in, there were people just wandering around, like, putting up, like, wet floor signs or roping off areas that say employees only and these just moved around as the person went around the store i feel like you could herd that person through the store in a very deliberate path yeah maybe this is a game show oh my god okay so you the team has to do this without being noticed and maybe you have a predetermined maze path you have to get this human being to take mm. and you can only do it via pretending to be an employee and they can't catch on that it isn't a real store it's just really like too bad there's no ethical way mm. to put someone in a room escape situation without their consent mm. well i mean yeah but that's that's what prank shows do all the time yeah but those people yeah. are assholes and, and i said ethical <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen? If you've ever seen the show, uh, I believe it's called Prank Encounters. I mean, that's essentially what they do: is trick people into terrifying paranormal escape room esque scenarios, film them. Yeah. And honestly, they're quite elaborate, and it's I don't know. I enjoy it. I would not enjoy being put. Well, actually, I probably would. Ultimately. Well, and then that's the trick. Like, is they don't know who would enjoy it and who wouldn't. Like, you could ask people, but then they're going to expect it, and that's the problem. Mm. My point is simply that it is unethical, but people do do it. Yes, that's true. People do do unethical things, and they should work on it. You do have to let them leave, though, and that is a problem that the show runs into sometimes, is sometimes they succeed in scaring the person so badly that they just book it out of the set. At which point they have to send a producer to chase them down and... And tackle them on the concrete. No! You get back here! And calm them down and explain to them that they didn't actually just see a mummy bust out of a tomb and come at them. <laughs> I see. It was just a prank show. This, these pranks are extremely elaborate. They don't find out when they see themselves on TV months later? No, they all find out in the moment. Have you seen the show Stranger Things? Uh, yeah. So the kid from Stranger Things, who, uh, the kid who plays Dustin. Oh, I remember this. He is the host of the show. Usually the reveal happens when there is like a climax of some terrible, scary thing happening. And then he'll just show up very casually and ask them if they're scared or what they're doing or whatever. Uh, maybe like uh, less than 50% of the time, but a fair number of times the people recognize him as the kid from Stranger Things and then realize that they are on a prank show. And then they get to meet <laughs> all the actors and it's fine. Yeah, you recognize, oh, this is the kid who was going to do the show where they put people through fake job interviews. Oh, man. I didn't know about that. They do do that as part of this show, too. That is oh, that, that apparently that's also this show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the true terror. Yeah, you you think you're going to get a good job in this terrible economy, and then it turns out you don't. Yeah, uh, hmm, I hadn't thought of that, because the way they entice everybody there is by uh, basically getting them to do gig work. That's true, yeah. A lot of them are gig work. They're almost all gig work. Wow, what an asshole. Hmm. Yeah. Does he have teeth yet? I believe he doesn't because of a medical condition, which is why he still looks way younger than he actually is. I thought he finally grew teeth. Maybe. I haven't checked. <laughs> Fair enough. So the best maze material was the social contract. <laughs> I think so. That's good. I think that's a good, uh, that's a good segue. Shannon, your topic is projectable Halloween decoration animations. Yeah. And there's a video here, which I'm going to put in the show notes. Uh, but talk about this while, while we watch this video. I mean, as I was saying, I'm into putting together haunted houses and also elaborate decorations. And in my sort of looking into this stuff, I stumbled upon this company specifically. So you can get projectors and you can get these fabric screens that you can put up in your windows or in a doorway or in your house somewhere. 
uh, as you can see it being demonstrated in this video, and then they can project these animations onto the screen to make it look like there's skeletons dancing in your window or, you know, a ghost floating by or whatever. I was trying to look up how to do a, uh, like a homemade Pepper's ghost. Yeah. But these were honestly just kind of easier and cheaper, ultimately. But I think what I like about them in particular, and what got really got me down a tangent with them, is that the company makes a bunch of pre-made animated renders and sets and then we'll sell you these sets. So Bone Chillers 2, the one we're watching, is just a set of skeletons that are animated. But they also have ones like Ghost Pirate. And Ghost Pirate will have a bunch of different animations, like where he digs up some treasure, or like pilots a boat, or whatever. Or they'll have like Twisted Twins, where like the twins will come by and like, you know, swing on a swing, or whatever. I guess I just really like the idea of somebody coming up with this. Yeah, it seems like a fun a fun job. Yeah, like come up with this Halloween character and then come up with a series of animations that would look cool in someone's window. So there's a number that look like ghosts, you know, floating by holding a candelabra or whatever. And they range entirely from spooky to silly. They have ones, obviously, for not Halloween as well. But and then there's ones where it's like uh, they have them being on like uh, what did they what did they call it? They called it uh, like wander mode or something like that, where the ghost just like will wander around. It'll be like wander mode one, wander mode two. Uh, but then there'll be startle mode where the ghost like appears out of nowhere. Or there's one that makes it look like the ghost is coming through your wall and like sticking its head out to check on you. Yeah. So I, I just think that they're sort of creative and fun and. And I went way down a rabbit hole just watching all of these videos. Do they sell you the projector as well? I believe so. I'm unclear whether you can use any projector or whether you need a special projector. Yeah, but you're projecting the video onto like a cloth that you hang in your window. They probably sell you the cloth too, honestly. It's probably just a whole kit. And that's as opposed to, so that's a 2D image. And I believe up the Pepper's Ghost Illusion is fully 3D. Is that correct? Yes, Pepper's Ghost is fully 3D because... It's a reflection of an actual thing. It's a reflection of an actual object. Now, in modern day, most Pepper's Ghosts actually aren't actual objects anymore. Oh, are they just screens? Yeah, the ones you see at Disneyland are mostly... I mean, they're still actual Pepper's Ghosts in that they are still reflecting off of a plexiglass or glass surface. Mm -hmm. But instead of using an object around the corner that they're illuminating, they're instead just illuminating a projection of a 3D video or whatever. Oh, okay. So it, because it's cheaper and it's smaller, you can fit it into bigger spaces because the, the catch with a Pepper's Ghost is you need the space in which the effect is happening, but you also need the space hidden from that that is just as large. So I, I think the best example of that would be the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, where the ballroom scene in which you are scooting along above and you look down into this giant ballroom and there's all these ghosts that appear and disappear and they're dancing and twirling and whatnot, that space has to be duplicated and is it, it is duplicated underneath where your carts are. There's just an entire giant room that is the same size that has all these mannequins. Right. And there's room for that in Disney World, but not in Disneyland. <laughs> Well, not anymore. The, the original one is actually in Disneyland, but now when they make new ones, they, they make it on a much smaller scale because you can do that. Okay. But I've always wanted to set up like an actual live human Pepper's ghost because the concept of like having an interactable ghost Ooh. that can like see you and talk to you and like yeah. call out things that you're wearing or doing <laughs> always seemed very cool to me. Ooh. So I'd love to set that up and you just gave me an idea. Oh. So you take this projection, you know, the the gauzy projection screen that you put in the window or whatever. Mm -hmm. You set up a camera facing outside so that you can see the people that you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. And then you'd get one of those like face rig like 
you are the actor are sitting in front of a webcam. The webcam maps your face onto an animated character that you just puppet with your actual face. Yeah. And you project that onto oh, the screen. Oh, that'd be cool. So then you can just do that in real time. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. That'd be fun. See, I was imagining that except with an old-fashioned Pepper's Ghost in the vein of, like, you're getting the piece of plexiglass and you are you the physical human being are around the corner dressed up as a ghost like disneyland we do not have space the space to for do that another apartment under our apartment well you could just pretend your apartment is half the size it is well i would do it in like a false doorway so that it is a very it's deliberately a very small space hmm so that you don't have to duplicate as much space. But I actually like your idea better if it worked because Pepper's Ghosts look really cool, but they but they do look like a person. I yeah. mean, very, very much. Yeah. Which, to some degree, kills the illusion just because you, you just know. Like, there's part of your brain that, like, sees through the Uncanny Valley and is like, oh, that's definitely an actual human being. Nothing about that is, like, fake, which means they have to be here somewhere or something. Whereas if it is like, I don't know, a, a render on the screen that is, you know, a skeleton or something talking to you, I feel like that's almost more fun. But I, I do, I love, uh, like, Disneyland also does this now with the, like, the turtle talk type things, yeah, where exactly. they have the person who is essentially managing and moving around and, and voice mapped and facial mapped to this animated turtle and talks to the children in the room I, I don't know. I just think it would be really fun to operate something like that, especially on like a local haunted house scale, because it would be, I think, very unexpected as yeah. like, yeah, kind of technologically advanced, but also like not actually that complicated. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you could make that happen. Yeah, I have everything, I think, except the screen. <laughs> do it. Do it. You can buy the screen on Amazon. Yeah. I will totally pitch it, it to Dina. We're going to do the haunted house this year. If you are the ghost. Are you seeing a reflection of the audience? Are are they the ghost to you? <laughs> no, actually, but you you would have to set up a camera so that you could see around the corner cuz or a series of mirrors because otherwise you wouldn't actually be able to see them. Okay. I mean in a real Pepper's ghost though, probably I think you would see the reflection of the I other guess, stuff. I guess wait, would you? The lighting would probably well, be wrong. no, because you're illuminated, and that's why you show up. The guests would have to be not illuminated, so they would not be visible. But that's how you make a Pepper's Ghost mm. appear and disappear, is by lighting them and not lighting them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I imagine that you wouldn't be able to see the guests very well unless they were very well lit, but that might mess up the illusion, because then they might see their own reflections back on the plexiglass. But... Setting up a mirror or a camera would be good enough, I think, so that you can see what they're doing and and react to them. Yeah. Um, I really liked the idea of like if you had like a skeleton laid out on the floor, right, and then the person had markers in their room where they could lay down, basically like in the pose of the skeleton, right, and then they're not illuminated, but then a light comes on such that it looks like here's a skeleton. And then all of a sudden a ghost appears overlaid on where the skeleton is laying. And then the ghost stands up out of the skeleton and starts talking to you. Oh, that would be very cool. How cool cool would that be? (laughs) That would be very cool. I would love to do something like that. I just think that's that's a neat idea. But instead, I found this, which looks a lot simpler, (laughs) but maybe less fun. Mm. Well, you don't get to play act as the skeletons. Yeah. Apparently most people don't want to spend all day play acting as a skeleton but i do (laughs) doing the lord's work (laughs) Uh, are we ready for another topic yeah my topic is for the halloween season the spookiest story i know about dave mustaine sleeping on a chair apparently i've told this story to both of you already uh but probably some people in the audience have not heard it you think somebody hasn't heard it it's so spooky everyone knows the story of dave mustaine and his chair of doom it was just a regular chair. Dave Mustaine is, I think he's still alive, the lead guitarist and lead singer of Megadeth. Oh, I'm getting chills. And I know. That's like more than regular death. Yeah, it's like a million times as many. Uh, and one day he was drunk and fell asleep with his arm hanging over the back of a chair, and he woke up with nerve damage. Oh, Dave. 
he went to the doctor and they call they call it Saturday night palsy. If you like sleep badly and you have pressure on a nerve for too long, uh you can like he lost use of his arm. He couldn't play the guitar until he had physical therapy for like a year. That's pretty wild. So like I figure most people I know sleep and if you sleep, you need to be careful where you put your fucking arms apparently. Yeah. Is it Saturday night palsy because you went out and partied on Friday night and then fell asleep in a chair? Uh, on, on, well, except it's on Saturday. Oh, okay. You partied on <laughs> set, right? Right, Saturday night. Unless you slept. I, I think it is something that happens, like when you're partying and drunk and fall asleep in an awkward position. That's wild. I actually had this happen to me. Hmm. What day was it? It was a Tuesday. Actually, I don't remember what day of the week it was. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, not to the same degree as poor, poor Dave, but I was in my first year of law school. I went to the grocery store. I bought a lot more groceries than I intended and carried them home in the plastic bags and was like, you know, I only live a couple blocks away. I can power through these very, very heavy groceries that are cutting into my fingers. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, I can't even feel my fingers. I can't wait to get these grocery bags off of them. And then the sensation just did not come back. The grocery bags are still there to this day. <laughs> and that's why you had to quit Megadeth. That's right. No, but I did have to take law school exams without feeling in my pinky ring and half of my middle finger on my right hand, which all law school exams require typing very quickly, and that made them quite challenging that semester. It was midterms. Yeah. Yep, but that took a couple months to come back. I did go to the doctor about it, and they basically said, eh, it'll probably come back in a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember the doctor's like, yeah, it'll either come back or it won't. Yeah, that was not <laughs> something I wanted to hear. This... Thankfully, it did completely come back um, for me, but it certainly, I'm pretty sure you had told me the story about Dave before this happened to me, and when it happened to me, I remembered the story. And I went, oh, God, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> What's fucked up about this is that you didn't even carry those groceries for, like, a nap length. It really wasn't very long. It was, like, 15 minutes, maybe? Yeah, only about 15 minutes, and that was enough to do it. Oh. Yeah, I was surprised that it that it had that effect, but it, it really did last for quite a long time. So if you are feeling that way, like you've got a pinched nerve going on or something's uncomfortable, don't try to power through it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do halfway through your walk. You do you take a break and stretch. Abandon your groceries. Stretch your fingers. Mm. Yeah. Call a cab and hope there's already a doctor in it. Mm. That'd be another good service. Yeah, gig economy doctors. Yeah. I think that's called an ambulance. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uber needs to disrupt, disrupt ambulances. Who can afford an ambulance these days? I need a cheaper solution. <laughs> That's I'm pretty right. sure people are already taking Ubers <laughs> to the hospital, though. <laughs> yeah, they're already I... they're already disrupting ambulances. Uh, I've definitely taken um, rideshare that have like accommodations in them. Like this one has like a basket of Tootsie Rolls or whatever. Nice. Or like bottled water. They could have like a stethoscope. This one has EpiPens. Yeah, EpiPens. Is actually, actually, that would be legitimately a good thing to have in your cab. Yeah, I for sure it would. Can you have one without a prescription? Like, and if you use your EpiPen on someone else, do they give you another one? Do they say, no, no more for you? I don't know. You could put in the, the one drug that helps people with opioid overdoses. Narcam. Narcam, yeah. Narcam would be a good thing to have in Ubers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do people call Ubers when they're overdosing on... Not when they're overdosing, they're probably not doing much. But if they knew that every Uber had Narcan in it, maybe they would. Yeah, I would. I would call it just for fun. Hmm. I just need a hit. I think that Narcan is supposed to be pretty unpleasant. I mean, <laughs> not as unpleasant as dying, but like still not great. Well, well, more people should have it. You don't have to have a prescription for yourself to have it. You do have to have training. Oh, okay. Deal okay. someone else's prescription. No, no, you can get it like just to carry it around for other people though that is that is legally allowed it's not like you like do a, a online chat with a doctor and they give you a prescription like they ask you what your favorite beans are and then like oh yeah you definitely need narcan 
I mean, I think it is almost that simple. Like, you can go and take a little class that teaches you how to administer it, and then, um, and then, yeah, you can go and and pick it up and have it so that you can save somebody's life. It's actually a pretty cool thing to do. If I had that stuff, I would just be walking around, like, just looking for an overdose happening. If they looked like they were overdosing, but they were just, like, taking a nap, that would be bad. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. You sound like the Second Amendment people. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the same Same if you have a gun. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, you looked black. I don't think that Narcam has any known long-term bad side effects, at least, so... If That's you do treat up someone who's just taking a nap, it, it probably won't be pleasant, but it's not uh, it's not going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for another topic? Sure. sure. We seem to have gone off topic. It's, this is fine. This is the show. For this topic, we're going to be watching Rob Zombie's video for Dragula at one quarter speed. Okay. So shall we start it? Yeah, I'll, I'll count down from three, and then on zero, we hit play. Okay. Right. Three, two, one, play. I can't wait to see Rob Zombie wow, in, the, in the back of his Dragula. Yeah, we've got like we've got like clips of silent films. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there's Mr. Zombie. I didn't know what he looked like, but I knew him as soon as I saw him. As soon yeah, as he popped he, up. He's, who's the guy in this video who looks like he would be named Rob Zombie? Hint: he, he, He's not the one that actually looks like a zombie. Man, so this is great because I know from last time. That the the oldness of the old movie that they're playing is too old for it to be a zombie movie. <laughs> That's right. That is true. It is not. Yeah. Uh, but this is Dracula. It doesn't actually purport to be a zombie movie. Yeah. Well, zombies could show up anywhere in a Rob Zombie video. Hold up. Were they just doing the? They were doing <laughs> what is love in the car there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were doing the what is love head jerk. I didn't make that connection. That's very good. I mean, the Chris Angel. Yeah. Oh, that's an unhappy lady. So the yeah. first old movie they were showing, I believe, was it Nosferatu or was it newer than that? Yeah. Like, my question was going to be, do you think they licensed an old movie or they found, like, one that was out of copyright? Um, Probably out of copyright. I'm still suspicious that they didn't make a new old movie. That's very plausible, too. Yeah, that guy in the very first shot looked like it could have been Nicolas Cage in uh, <laughs> Kiss, Kiss from Vampire, right? That would have been a good get. Who are these devil dudes? They like, look very concerned to me. Like, they look like they're running away from Rob Zombie, and one of them was calling for help. They're afraid they're going to be run down in the Dragula. Oh, man. I know you want there to be a Dragula that is a car, but I don't think that that has happened yet. Well, but they can still run away from it. It's like how they didn't show the shark for the first half of Jaws. Oh, oh. and like they didn't show Christine for the first half of Christine. Yeah. Man, so <laughs> I just thought there was going to be a cross-dressing vampire. Me too. Oh, yeah, honestly. yeah. I was not thinking your type of, oh, what the heck is this? No. Uh, what? Is that Dorothy and the Tin Man? <laughs> Watching an atomic explosion and and laughing about it. No, I think that's just a clown, but he's in very shiny clothing. And he's got a hat that kind of looks like an oil can. I think that's the clown from, um, oh, that one amusement park that I was looking at in, uh, like, outside of Copenhagen. Oh, I thought you were going to say outside of Chernobyl. Well, no. <laughs> He's also giving me big the crow vibes. Yeah, they're they're kind of of a, maybe the same culture. When did this come out? Eighties goth culture. Uh, I think Dracula's from the nineties. This video was uploaded in two thousand nine. Yeah, hey, which is not helpful. There it is. Yeah, there's the, the he's doing the. It showed he, up. He's doing the what is love again? Huh. Oh, right. time for a high speed chase in my in my Dracula. I actually really like, now that I, I hadn't made the connection before, but like, I'm actually sad now that Dracula isn't just Dracula in drag. Yeah. That's what I thought it was That's what I was be. looking forward to. I mean, this car is pretty good, too. This is a pretty good car. And it is a good car. It is extremely poorly, like, it's not even Photoshop. Like, it's just <laughs> against the screen. It's not even yeah. a green screen, just a regular old screen. Yeah, I think this is like rear projection or something. 
I am really glad that we're watching it at quarter speed, though, because I'm getting so many details on the car, like yeah. the, the windshield over there with the corner with the spider web. I don't think you, I don't think that came through in the full speed movie. Yeah, only subliminally. Wait, what are those guys in the background? The they really cleaned up. <laughs> no, that's a different guy, isn't it? Well, they have really tall guitars now. <laughs> different zombies and robots. Yeah, they look like. Uh... I forget the name of the the people in the mech suits in Fallout. Mm. The, the Brotherhood of Steel, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Now you got a weird ro- uh, yeah, that a is robot. Yeah, a grimacing robot. Looks kind of like a tiki head. Uh-huh, yep. Spray-painted silver. It, it looks like they just took a regular robot and turned on big head mode from GoldenEye. <laughs> and Rob Zombie also kind of looks like a regular person, except he's been spray-painted silver. Yeah, kind of. Shiny and chrome. <laughs> I'm like a bird. That's what it's got to be playing. I have no idea what this song sounds like. Me either. Looking at this. <laughs> yeah. I imagine there's a, is there a heavy metal element? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely cheesy metal. Okay. So there's a lot of the throaty stuff going on. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. It seems appropriate. Yeah, it's it's got a catchy chorus. Which you don't usually get in a metal track. No. A lot of Rob just kind of raising up his arms or kind of being there and posing. Here's one of him singing at the ceiling. A lot of just kind of T posing Rob. Oh, he's back in the Dragula. Now we're getting a side view of the Dragula and the scenery that is flying past. The devil managed to catch a ride. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was hitchhiking. We thought we were running, they were running away. He's into it now. Wait, does he have more devils in the back? Um, oh, yeah, they're all there. Nice. I thought this was a two-seater. It's a party. Just so you guys know, we're not even halfway through the video. Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay, where is that, do you think? That's Southern California, right? It looked like a football field to me. I, I saw palm trees. Yeah. I, I, I like to try to get in my head, like, where is Rob Zombie driving this car around? And I think it's like suburbs la yeah i mean it makes sense that it would be they'd make a music video in la it's a showbiz thing oh a woman oh. hey yeah Good character wow she's like i'm here to be female and not wear a lot of clothes <laughs> yeah but, no, but so's the dude wait <laughs> there what? was like ghost dad playing the guitar in the back now there's children why are there children here and why are they so excited oh uh, this this kid is covering his ears he doesn't want to hear about the dragula I mean, that's this dude is also in big head mode. Oh no! This oh, is so sad. yeah, it is upsetting. Terrible. Oh, is she a communist? What's on her hat? No. Oh, just hold still, lady. We're trying to look at your hat. Yeah, what is that symbol? I think she might be a sexy comp. That kid's into it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's because he he likes all the bare midriff. This is what they meant by the red scare. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, I thought his arms were just going to keep stretching and get real long <laughs> for a second there. I, I really like the idea of taking like stock footage of children reacting and making them react to you. I think that's very a very cute idea for a music video. I don't know if cute is the right word for this video, but like in general, yes. This Rob Zombie is adorable. He's adorable. Who's the cutest shit Rob Zombie? I do like everybody having a, a good time over the background of nuclear explosions. Yes. He looks concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he really hasn't looked like he's been enjoying himself driving the car very much. He mostly looks very concerned. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very, very intense driver. I feel like this is the kind of car that you can't relax in. It's, it's constantly feeling like it's going to fall apart or steer off the road. Did I leave the stove on? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it doesn't even really have a windshield. So that's, wait, hold on. Why is this hair blowing now, but it's not blowing in the car? <laughs> well, <laughs> I had to break it to you, but the car's not actually moving. Oh, man. I'll be. They could have installed a fan. Yeah, seriously. They had one for the drumming scene. Hey, it's the robot. Oh, man, it's the origin story. Wow. <laughs> This video comes with its own prequel. Did, they, did you think they remade the costume, or did you think they found it in some Hollywood costume rental shop? I don't know. It looks kind of pasted. Well, cannot tell. But mm. I appreciate their dedication. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's it's like two, seeing two timelines at once. They should also have like those kids as grown-ups reacting. Like one, the one kid is like screaming and covering his ears, except he's now he's fifty. Yeah. Or or if like if the kids uh, that are now adults don't look like they used to, they'd have to get lookalikes that are now adults. He finally looks like he's having some fun. Yay! <laughs> the boys don't look like they're having fun though. <laughs> oh, out with the girls! Yeah. Picked up some ladies. Yeah, the ladies love a Dragula. I love it. Oh yeah. Well, now he looks a bit worried. <laughs> or that he's just really enjoying the this thrill ride he's on. Through Southern California, yeah. Yeah, my my hypothesis for the for the wind thing is that they knew they needed footage of Rob Zombie and his Dragula, and so they shot that first. And then when it came to shoot the rest of the video, they were like, "Wait, what if we had a fan blowing his hair back?" Oh, yeah. Also, how'd they get Colin Mockery for this? <laughs> and Frankenstein. Big names. Yeah. Man, why aren't those folks, like the Who's Line folks, in more things? Wait, what was that woman scared of? <laughs> the color of her shirt? Oh. Okay, there's, here's her. Okay, we, but like we you We finally didn't... get, yeah, you don't put the reaction shot first. Wait, maybe you do. Maybe film editors write in and let me know if you put the reaction shot before you put the thing they're reacting to. I mean, she just turned around and looked at the mirror and was like, should I wear this shirt on my date? Oh my god, this shirt is green! <laughs> I keep trying to tell, like, how many different films... Whoa! That costume was flexible. Did you see that? The, the yeah. robot just did, like, a high kick. Yeah, you, like... You <laughs> this, is, this is mono... This is a Monos reference, isn't it? Monos, the hands of fate. Uh, I was wondering if that wasn't a reference to that. I don't. I haven't actually seen that one. I. I just. Oh my god! This guy with <laughs> eyes. <laughs> All right. I like it. I need plastic eyes like that. That's so I can ruin people's lives by walking down the street doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same, Rob. Same. <laughs> I gotta say, the white-out contacts like that, uh, they do make you look very expressive. Uh-huh. Yep. I wonder how old he is in this video. He's tr certainly trying to look extremely old. Yeah. How old is he now? Let's find out. Uh, born 1965. So, if I'm doing my math right, he's... Oh, it just says 56 years old. Okay. That's not outrageous. Oh, man. Well, yeah, now that the video is ending, his, like... YouTube channel icon popped up, and he looks Ooh, yeah, that's... almost as grizzled as he does in the video. Yeah, but in a very <laughs> in a hipster way. Yeah, right. Like yeah. he's not goth anymore. He's gone like country himbo. That's a look. Dracula video is from 1998, so that would have been 23 years earlier. So he would have been in his early 30s. Now, do you recall if you watched this video in 1998? Uh, I wasn't watching music videos in 1998. My music video time was the, the early mid-90s. Oh. Hmm. Well, I was 10, so I don't think I was. Well, you've watched it now. Now I've seen it. And I've yeah. definitely gotten the full experience. That's right. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing missing from this experience of this video. Yeah. Nobody needs any more Rob Zombie than this. I do kind of want a Dragula uh, in that I kind of want a hearse. <laughs> I feel like it would make a very good camper van conversion. Yeah, I mean, it'd be long enough. Which, honestly, looking at his icon, I bet that's what he did with his Dragula. All right, I'm going on eBay.com and searching for hearse. To look for a hearse? Yeah, you can get, get cars on eBay, right? You can, actually. You might have to search for Dragula, though. Well, now you're going to get cars. Vampires. Oh, too shit. Here's one for $2,000. It's a 1996 Cadillac Fleetwood. Are you serious? Dang, that's cheap. That's local pickup. Where? I'm going to check Craigslist. I'm clicking right now, but it won't show me the item. They're probably pretty low mileage, too. Oh my god, $1,000, 95 Cadillac Fleetwood hearse, available in Fremont. Well, if we're going to buy it, we got to <laughs> buy it before Halloween. Wow. Man. Man, what if you just rolled up to your Halloween party in a hearse? What yeah. A move. Holy shit. You know, when I was in Portland walking around by myself at night, or maybe I was with some folks, we came across a group of people who were out partying 
and they had rented a hearse instead of a limousine. Dang. And there was a designated driver who was driving them around, and then when it was time to go to the next bar, they opened up the back of the hearse, and everybody just piled into the back. No seatbelts or seats or anything. They all just <laughs> crowded in there and hung out in a big pile, and they closed up the doors, closed the curtains, oh and God. drove to the next bar. That's a I just, power so, so just to answer the question, if this is New Haven, Connecticut... Okay, okay, but we got one. Okay, but we've got one for Fremont. Yeah, there's there's one in Fremont, yeah, and it's cheaper. Oh, it's, oh my gosh, it says Blue Reaper on the back. Oh, man. Like a tramp stamp. Somebody's been already. <laughs> my God. This is, yeah, this is like that, that old saying where, you know, you your two happiest days with your hearse are going to be the day that you buy it and the day that you sell it. <laughs> I have heard that for sure. Won't pass smog uh, because the cat blown head gasket does not run. That's going to be a problem. They didn't even me. bother to like clean up the seats in the photos. Like there's just garbage all over the car. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for all that extra garbage. Yeah, but it still has curtains. Oh, that's important. And it still has the little like flowery thing that's on the side of the hearse. And it does say Blue Reaper like a tramp stamp on the back. Yeah, that's definitely a choice. Man. <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? I don't know. I might have to buy this hurt. Okay, but can you buy it on your own time? Or do you want to pause the show? I'll, only, I'll roll up to your house. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then we'll keep recording. <laughs> exactly. From the hearse. Continue. Oh, man. Yeah. I've never recorded a Topic Lords in a novelty location. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Alex, your topic is interactive Halloween costumes. What if I go out of order? I want to do my other topic. Uh, sure, you can do that one first. All right, so there's this great, great story I read in the news that I think was just probably went by too quick. It was kind of a local local story for San Francisco. All right, so you know the Spirit Halloween, right? The big yeah. Halloween superstore that just kind of pops up and takes over your local abandoned Kmart or whatever and then disappears into the night in November. Yeah, hang on. I think I need to go let my wife into the house. I'll be right back. Oh, Shannon can buy the hearse now. While Jim is letting his wife into the house, I do want to tell our listeners that I have stumbled across hearsehub.com, <laughs> which is how I am spending my time as you tell this story. Oh, my God. Is looking at hearsehub.com. Our sponsor Funeral this week. Home and Cemetery Muse is proud to introduce HearseHub.com, now offering one-stop shopping for new and used professional coaches and limousines. Both dealers and private sellers can list vehicles, creating a vast database of cars for sale or lease nationwide. Now you can search for funeral coaches for sale, funeral specialty vehicles for sale, parts and services for funeral vehicles, or you can sell your funeral vehicle here. Please be aware, though, Fraud is always a concern when buying or selling a hearse over the internet. All right, I'm back. It turns out my wife saved herself instead. Oh, good. Hearse Hub is a national website for buying and selling of funeral vehicles, including hearses, limousines, flower cars, first calls, and almost any vehicle associated with the funeral industry. Uh, limousines are a funeral vehicle? Uh, yes, while you were out getting your wife, I introduced our listeners to hearsehub.com. <laughs> I think I get, I get it, yeah. Back to the story, Alex. All right, so this the local rogue artist prints out a fake Spirit Halloween-like sign banner, takes it down to San Francisco, down to the sort of waterfront um, where Google is, and all of the Google buildings have been shut down for you know some time for the pandemic so they're just these big empty buildings in beautiful lots and so they put the spirit halloween sign just over the google sign and bring <laughs> a bunch of people dressed up like spirit halloween employees and racks of halloween merchandise and put them outside the building and just kind of like operate a fake spirit halloween store there i think it was like an hour or something and eventually google security was like you really can't do any of this <laughs> please don't do this. And he just kind of pretended not to be the organizer and fed 
bled off into the night. I had to, like I don't know. I found this extremely funny. This like commentary about like oh you know our corporate overlords have this abandoned real estate and we turned it into a spirit Halloween. I just find that extremely funny. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, but also I like the idea. Just the kind of person who would just for fun role play a spirit Halloween employee. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, that's the whole story, but like I just thought that was extremely funny. Was yeah, very... that's good. Well, no, it makes me want to do other things to Google buildings. Yeah, well, now's a good time because they're pretty empty. Yeah. Break in and submit my own patches to YouTube. They need to fix <laughs> their search. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, as soon as I was watching Rob Zombie with it not in full screen, and all of my next video recommendations are now extremely confused, so thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad I could help. But it should be contextual. It should be like that guy who went through like an engineering school high on marijuana, and when he got his job in the aerospace industry, he couldn't do it unless he was high on marijuana. <laughs> Pavlovian marijuana. Well, it was, it's just like, it's just contextual knowledge where he acquired this knowledge and only ever used it in this one context. And so unless he's in that context, he can't do it. Uh, yeah. That is a bummer. Only if Boeing does P-tests. Hmm. Are you distracted by my funeral home and cemetery news? No, I was trying feed? to figure out whether this was related to Rob Zombie or to the Spirit Halloween and not coming up with either connection. <laughs> well, according to Funeral Home and Cemetery News on hearsehub.com, uh, the coronavirus is transforming the death care industry. Hmm. Whoa. Well, the corpses have to wear masks now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my point was that it should only recommend you those new videos when you have its the video set playback set to one quarter speed. Ah, okay, okay. It should know this stuff. It should. It's like how it should know that, like when you're talking. This was Elena's idea. Like, and I, I absolutely agree with it. That when you're talking to a friend, it should autocorrect should give you different suggestions than when you're talking to your boss. Yeah, that mm, would be ideal. That would be helpful. Yeah, there's this really cool thing how in the chat at work. You can do reactions now, and like the thumbs up icon and the kissy face icon are like one pixel apart, and sometimes <laughs> they don't load in the same order. It's really awesome. I've definitely never hit the wrong one before. They are you sure they should have a kissy face <laughs> reaction at work? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure they shouldn't. <laughs> uh. Alex, your topic is interactive Halloween costumes. I haven't seen any, like, this year, because stop showing me hearses. <laughs> put your freaking phone away. 1870s Sayers and Scoville Company horse-drawn hearse. The dog is not big enough to pull a hearse. Ah, uh, it's true. Oh, but what if you got the smallest hearse? What if you got a, a hearse that was small enough for Renly to pull? Well, it would have to be extra <laughs> long, because he's a dog's Oh right. my god, it's a hearse for a snake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have put my phone away. I'm no longer looking at antique hearses. The last episode you were on was I ended up calling it corsets for snakes. So <laughs> Well now we have our episode title. Everyone's gonna know. Hearses for snakes. snake would be really hard and it would be really unfortunate because the snakes couldn't even carry the casket it's not just the shape of the snake that did the, the individual dead snake that would define the uh the shape of the the hearse it would also be require affordances for six additional snakes to somehow support it huh maybe it's like you know when like they, they were building the pyramids in the ancient times and they were like rolling those big stones on the logs. You just have to roll the coffin across like 500 snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like crowd surfing. Yeah. Or maybe only King Cobras can be pallbearers. Do they have hands? <laughs> no, but they can like rear up, fan out their necks. And oh, sure. Seems supportive. I guess you could hire lizards. Yeah, but then a legless lizard is going to show up and you're going to be back to square one. That's true. <laughs> what about hearses for horses? That's nice and alliterative. That would have to be quite large. And also, who is going to lift that? Right. Like, do you have a horse drawn for horses? A six drawn horse for hearse horse. Why? We 
Why? We we drive around our own. Well, you're not pulling it yourself. Pallbearers are. Pallbearers are pulling the hearse? <laughs> we're, we're coming up on the end of the show, and you haven't talked about interactive costumes yet. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. Interactive Halloween costumes. So I haven't seen any this year because it's not even November yet. As we record, it is September 24th. Yes. I'm going to talk about one I saw before, but the guy who dressed up as the the Pokemon Go Pokestop. In the game, there's like these things in the world, you spin them, and like you get items and whatever. You get Pokeballs, you catch Pokemon with them. So the costume, the guy has the thing above his head, and as the attendee of this guy's costume, you walk up and you spin the thing above his head physically, and like he has this little slot, and he like drops a Pokeball down out of the slot. <laughs> and then like he has this other part of the costume with like Pokemon that you can throw the balls at. And I was just like, this is so cool. This is like a this is like a show. I, I thought that was such a cool idea, and I want to see more of those. Yeah, I like that. The one I've always wanted to do is reverse trick-or-treating, which uh, if you are on the receiving end of this costume, what happens is on Halloween night, trick-or-treater comes to your door and knocks. And when you open the door to give them candy, outside of your door is another door. (laughs) And the door might say something on it like, Happy Halloween or whatever. And you then can either ignore this door or you can do the correct thing and reach out and knock on said door, at which point the door will open and some folks usually dressed up like uh, elderly ladies or like some kind of middle-aged, very vague witch costume with a big bowl of candy will say, Trick or happy Halloween, trick or treater. And what are you dressed as? And then they will offer you candy. I like that a lot. That's very cute. I hope there's like a, a series of YouTube videos. See, this is the kind of prank show I can get behind. Yeah. Yes. Completely harmless. And yes, there are videos of people doing this and it is pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Why stop at just the door? Could you make it a group costume and it's like a whole haunted house? They open <laughs> their door and they like have to walk through a maze of people that you're holding up the parts of the haunted house. <laughs> proposing kidnapping they have to walk into the door in yeah it's more like a portable halloween maze okay elaborate that's cool because then you'd have to like reconfigure the maze for everyone's front yard it'd be like a new (laughs) challenge every time you relocate right right you want to you want to incorporate all the landmarks yeah yeah you'd need a a professional maze designer in there yeah (laughs) i like the idea that like you spend half an hour setting up in front of every house and then you finally knock on the door and no one answers. <laughs> and then you're entrenched. You're like, well, we're, we already set up, so now we have to wait for them to come home. Well, somebody's going in this haunted house maze. Yeah. Meanwhile, the kid's trying to get to the house. Trick or treat. Yeah, they have to go through the maze backwards. Yeah. What would be some other good interactive ideas? Because I feel like I've seen a lot of costumes that are transforming costumes. And are clever in that way. But you're right that I I don't feel like I've run into very many that are actually interactive. Everything that I can think of is just attaching games to yourself. Like there's a yeah. a Rock'em Sock'em robots on your back and like people can come up behind you and like, what's going on back there? Oh, they're boxing. Okay. Nice. <laughs> that reminds me of a, you could almost like have a battleship game where like one person is on each side of you or something. But really the costume that you are is just a wall. And then they're playing Battleship, which is not not great. <laughs> but just because Battleship isn't a very good game. So you need a better game. Yeah, you need like Minesweeper. You could do Killer Queen. Oh, sure. That would be a good one. But who would be the killer and who would be the queen? Hmm. If you somehow dressed up as like game characters or like chess pieces or something like that, and then just you could just have other people play with you. Yeah. <laughs> like tell you what to do but that's pretty yeah this is something frank lance used to do a lot was he would he would organize like a game of pac-man on the streets of new york mm-hmm. mm. i might be misattributing but there was a, there somebody made a um a big game of tetris where it was on the side of a building where different offices would light up to indicate where the pieces were nice <laughs> that's very cool yeah and that's all the time we have for topic lords oh no more topics Alex, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? 
Uh, you can find me on the Topic Lords Discord. And Shannon, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Nowhere. Oh, no, you never, you've been dead all along. I must return to my ghost voice obligations. One night a year, I'm allowed to speak normally for (laughs) podcasting purposes. (laughs) And the rest of the year, I must talk like my true ghost says. Sounds horrifying. Sounds like uh, try to order in a diner and they think you're making fun of them. I mostly text. (laughs) Yeah, you get get something from Grubhub. Thanks so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful to be here. <laughs> Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!